Hi guys, so uh, this week has been amazing I and mean, we're going to be discussing the NSARS movement and how the Nigerian state has negatively affected marriages. But first of all, we're just going to talk about the NSARS situation. Like this week has been amazing. Like whoever said 2020 was the worst year ever, whoever canceled 2020, call just back. call it back right now because this year has been unprecedented. Like it's given us stuff that we never expected. but. It has also showed us the things that we need, like the essentials, you know, what we should be focusing on. So this week, like NSARS, I, I think it's been for the last two weeks now, almost two weeks. Almost two weeks, yeah. But like, I never thought I'd see this in my generation, like people protesting for more than a week, like people who are just genuinely tired of the situation, you know. Um, I know when I first moved back tonight, like I was pro-Nigeria, like... Sam. Senior, senior like what you call me the senior advocate senior of Nigeria because in. I was always like we're well, the ones gonna fix this country we're not going anywhere blah 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 and even when we moved to Canada like a lot of people were disappointed like they're like dude if you are leaving like what hope do we have <laughs> like you've always been pro Nigeria and everything so how come you are leaving and one of the seeds that led to that decision was by yours truly like she asked me a question that really shook my foundation you know because she was like because every time i'll be like nigeria will change nigeria will change god will do it god will do it and she's like every time i hear you say this like okay can god change nigeria yes will he change nigeria now that's a different question you know because a lot of us always put all the responsibility on god like god will do it god will do it like but God has already given us the, but God has already given us the principles to make our country yeah, work. If you choose way. not to follow them, then you're going to reap the consequences. So when she asked that question, will he change it? I knew that God is not the kind of God that can change his character just because some people are praying or wishing that stuff would happen. And then at the time, I never thought that this could happen where we could all rise up together and actually protest and demand for justice and demand for a better life. And so because of that, like those, like, I believe that was one of the seeds that really actually helped me change my mind kind of thing. You know, for the longest time, I felt like Nigerians were like this elastic band that's never reached their elastic limits. That mm. anything that happened, we would literally adjust. just adjust to the situation. Like, mm. but this is, this fire that's burning is, yeah, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just, um... Uh, you know, I keep saying that Nigeria is a failed state working for those who have failed it. I mean, I saw a stat earlier in the week and my mom just sent it to me as well, how, you know, 40 something billion Naira is being used for the healthcare budget of Nigeria, 40 something billion Naira for education and 125 billion for just the legislators of 400 and something people. So the people who are actually impoverishing us, we're actually working for them. And I feel like this, we've had enough. But at the same time, I feel like we also need to say the truth. Like, I know this protest this is a short-term measure. There's also the long-term measure that we mm -hmm. need to be thinking about as well. Because I remember I spoke to a friend earlier this week. And it's funny because during the BLM situation, like, he was very vocal. But during SARS, I didn't see anything. And I thought I missed it. So I went and checked his page and I'm like, this guy hasn't said anything. And I called him. I'm like, dude, what happened? Like... What was going on? And he's like, dude, I'm tired. Like, I've seen this happen so many times. 
I'm just tired. Yeah, I don't think by Nigeria, nothing came out of that. Like I'm tired of fighting. I don't think it's gonna work. And I was very like I was like, why? But then it dawned on me that and, and I and I posted about this on Instagram and I got a lot of flag for it. I'm like NSARS is a symptom of the problem. It is not the root cause of the problem. If you keep on fighting symptoms, is why a lot of people will get tired of fighting. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a tree that's always producing bad fruit and you're always plucking the bad fruit, plucking the bad fruit, hoping for a good fruit to, to, to turn up. Actually, it's like you're ill, right? And maybe you have a sore. You keep trying to treat the sore, keep trying to treat the sore. It's not really getting better. That's because you haven't treated what is causing the sore. You haven't treated the root illness that is causing the analogy. symptom. I don't finish my analogy now. It just, it Sorry. Just, it's like, it's like, Sorry. It's like bad the fruit. The bad fruit, it wasn't really... If you keep plucking the bad fruit, it will, like, you will get tired at some point. So until you deal with the root problem of the situation, Sorry. you will not get the good fruit that you are looking but for. But if the tree is just bad, you just, maybe you just need to cut the tree. Maybe, and that's why we're trying to reset the you whole system right now. Just remove the tree and plant some, somewhere else kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, I don't want us to get tired. I want us to focus on the root problems, and which is why 2023 is round the corner. It looks like it's far away, but it's just, it's round, just the around the corner. We need to be able to vote in the right government that we want and get rid of these old guys who just want to fat in their pockets kind of thing. You know, so we need to take our responsibility in the solution to this problem by voting. I'm going to be coming back in 2023 to vote by God's grace. Um, for the life of me, I cannot understand how Philadelphia got only 16,000 votes in the last election. Like, I don't understand it. And we need to be able to tell ourselves the truth. And what, am I, what I'll say might sound insensitive, but please see my heart in this. Like, if you did not vote in the last election, or you voted for Buari in the last election, you voted for SARS. Like, you you, 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 you basically endorsed SARS. It is, it, it is what it is. We can say we made a mistake, and we're going to correct that mistake, but that is what we've done indirectly. If you voted for the Buari government, then you endorsed SARS indirectly. I work in disputes at the bank right now and there are a lot of customers who call in saying um, I, I, I did this free trial online and they've, and they've kept on charging my card. They said it was going to be $5 and now they are charging me $500. And it's, the, the, and it's because in the terms and conditions, the free trial is only valid for two weeks. If you do not cancel within that two weeks, then you've authorized us to actually keep billing your card forever if you don't cancel it. And it's the same situation with this. If you voted or you did not vote, the terms and conditions says that, then it means that you are not ready for healthcare, you don't want education, SARS and police brutality is part of that package. So if we want change in 2023, we need to be able to stand up and make our votes count. And the thing is, what I realized is that, I mean, we've had this conversation before and with a lot of people that he speaks with, it seems like everybody's waiting for this Messiah, like Jesus Christ to come. But they don't realize that at the end of the day, you basically just have to pick the best from the batch that you're giving. Sitting by the sidelines or saying that you're not going to vote, it's, it doesn't cut, it, it, it really doesn't cut. I it. don't like Shawari, but if he was the only person, at least let's get this government out. Because I see a bigger problem looming. It's not just about this government, but it, it looks like the youth have different ideas on how we're going to move forward. And if we're divided, 
and were not in agreement, then these old guys will still stay because they are unified with, um, with their, with their shared interests. They have the money, they have the power. If we are not unified the way they are unified, then they are gonna always keep winning. So we need to. People say Philadelphia is just a public speaker. I'm like, is it not better than what we have right now? Like, what did Buari have to show mm. for being president? He has no track record. Nothing. He has not run any business in his life. He has not made. I don't even think he has made five million naira on his own. You're not giving the resources of Nigeria to steward. It's not going to happen. Philadelphia, yes, public speaker, whatever. He has actually helped businesses to become more productive and efficient. Most people don't realize that he has built people. He has built other leaders under him. That is what we need as a country. I believe we need a public speaker. We need someone who can communicate a vision of a better Nigeria to us. He has that. I mean, someone said Peter Obi yesterday or whatever. I don't care. Like we just need someone else apart from APC or PDB because they are the same people. Um, one thing that I actually want to say as well is that I don't know where this narrative came from, but a lot of people, and I think this is one reason why a lot Sorosuke, of people... Sorosuke, Sorosuke, Sorosuke. I don't shout, okay? Like, okay. I don't... I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't a, I'm not a noisemaker, they can't hear me. Y'all can hear me, right? I don't yeah. think that... That's what, that's what the government officials say. Sorosuke, Y'all can now. hear me, right? Okay. Um, where this narrative came from and I think this is one thing that discourages a lot of people from voting outside the norm in quotes is that you vote for the smaller parties your vote is wasted because as in and this is where unity comes in this is where we all need to move forward um, using a uni on a unified front using a unified voice because at the end of the day a house divided against itself cannot stand. stand so let's get rid of this mentality that if I say, oh, if I vote for this small party, my vote is wasted. Everybody is saying that, then everybody goes and votes for the votes the norm back in. Like you be the change, then the next person will do it. The next person will do it. That's how you get a critical mass. Somebody yeah, could have said that, oh, this protest isn't going to change anything, so I'm not going to go out to protest. But somebody said that, you know what? Let's let's do something different. Let's believe that this will actually make a difference. So we need to believe that as well. And yeah absolutely so um right now we're going to be discussing how the nigerian government is negatively affecting marriages and we can definitely attest for that um babe like what do you think like how different has our marriage been right now compared to when we were still in marriage i feel like one thing is well generally speaking before this uh, second guy came as in i don't even want to think of how we'll be in nine um whatever but i feel like there is I'm less tired, if that makes any sense. The standard of living is different, right? So there is um, there is there is a different kind of stress that physical exhaustion puts on marriages. I mean, you leave the house at like what five to four thirty in the morning. You're doesn't just to be traffic. You come back home late. You've been walking and you've been walking whatever. You're exhausted. Only God knows when your husband is going to come in. So like you guys both come in tired. You that there's not that quality time to spend together. That's if he even comes home safe. Maybe he's out partying with the boys or whatever. So like which 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 thinking about the Nigerian system like might be necessary. If not, you might just explode. That's true. You just like, need a way to decompress. But that's the thing you should be decompressing with your spouse because yeah, those are I think those are the things that increase intimacy that builds that that strengthens that bond so i think for me it's 
that that is a really big um, issue that a lot of people take that a lot of people take for granted that's time together a lot of couples just don't a lot of couples just don't have it just because of the way the nigerian system is um built let's not even talk about the financial stress which 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 is what i really wanted to talk about because if finances is one of the major causes of divorce um then that is really really one of the quirks of the problems for a lot of nigerian marriages mm -hmm. because the economic situation back home is just i mean that's why that was one of the other reasons why we moved to nigeria because moved to or moved to canada sorry that's why we moved to canada because um i've been doing business ever since i got back to Nige and by the time i got married we had our first child i'm like yo this business thing the money isn't as consistent as i as, as i would like so it's time to get a nine to five job to get that stability and maybe do the business on the side um but with the situation in Nige, like if i were to start getting if i were to get a nine to five job like how much would they be paying me you know they give me even if they give me 400 key a month like that is not even enough to do what i really want to do that's not enough to 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 pay rent and you know take care of two babies and you know pay school fees at, at a certain point and that's even 400k like how many people are even earning 400k you know that people who are earning 100k 50k you know how do you expect your marriage to work on that salary like the quality of your life would be like like it will put the order of priority out of balance like we've mentioned in our previous videos as well the law of priority where god comes first your marriage comes next and then your kids and then blah 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 but when you don't have the basic amenities in place mm -hmm. then money becomes your number one goal which is why even a lot of christians in night are not really christians because they don't have that basic um they don't have their basic needs met you know um bible talks about how the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of life drown out the seed so if god has given you a word but you don't have um, um the means to actually you know take care of your basic uh, needs you know then those cares are going to drown out the word and eventually um cause havoc in your marriage yeah that's actually um, what i wanted to talk about like you're talking about earning 400 k for example that 400 k really means nothing because you you pay you like you're paying you're basically what the economy should be giving you not even necessarily for free mm. you're paying a premium on you're buying diesel you're as in for your big gen you buy petrol for your small gen you provide water for oh yourself you just brought some nasty memories into my mind man <laughs> queuing up for full i've never done that until i got married and i didn't realize how how stressful that was like would you be like oh we don't have diesel we don't have petrol i'm like geez so you're not have to get a queue for fuel like are you kidding me like so stuff like since we moved here they're saying things we haven't thought like light is there light That's is there because the a lot of people don't realize how these little little things trigger you so you get home triggered like you've been out there exposed to all sorts you come home triggered so any little thing that happens at home you might now just start taking it out on your spouse and stuff mm. like that so mm. And I, we're going to do a video earlier in the year about um, uh, the average Nigerian guy moving to Canada will cheat less because I feel like the economic situation back home creates an environment of misbehavior. You know, there are a lot of 
and I, and I was giving us this example that in Nigeria, a, a typical Nigeria in Nigeria, you know, can probably go out to the club and get any girl to sleep with him by paying him maybe 5k, 10k, 20k. You know, if you move to Canada, like, what are you gonna like? What? No, she won't Five, buy me an iPhone. Like, like what? I, I have that on contract. And and and, and I hear a lot of you know. Oh, he, he bought me a phone. People like a lot of girls are compromising their values because a lot of, of people phone. are hungry. Like they are just Basically. hungry and they're making bad decisions based on their economic situation. So you come here and you tell a girl, I'm gonna get you a phone if you do this and that, and she's like, I already have my phone. I have my car that I'm paying for. Um, I have a house. There's a girl that works single looking for a Nigerian guy to marry, she has two houses, as in, what are you going to offer me that I don't already have? And I feel like the economic situation back home gives this, like, gives guys and babes this false... It encourages misbehavior. It encourages misbehavior. You know, so, um, there's just so much that needs to be revamped, which is why I'm saying NSARS is a symptom. We need to end the government and rebuild and re birth a new Nigeria that would take all these other things into consideration. So last week we dis we discussed the topic should a man support his girlfriend financially. We're gonna talk it a bit should a man fund his girlfriend's lifestyle. Is that's actually what we wanted to as well. Anyway, so yes. we got a question from one of you guys because at the end of that we got two questions. We got two questions. By the end of that um uh discussion last week we felt like we felt like there was more that we could have said. And it's funny because I just said, hey, I would even mention this. And she's like, ah, and I was going to say the same thing. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do another one this week. And then funny enough, two questions came in that we're actually talking about. So we're like, this is assignment. So let's just do it. Okay. So, so the first question. So I was dating this girl. She's very nice, not materialistic. And I didn't mind the little financial support I was giving her. However, one thing bothered me, her attitude towards getting things done. I really like her and can spend the rest of my life with her, but she needs to wake up and I don't see the signs of that happening. I feel I don't respect her enough because she doesn't contribute to me and sometimes I talk to her anyhow. <laughs> the flip side is starting again with someone that has personal life goals, a good job and brings something to the table. And am I not like as, a, and am I not like as much as the other girl? It's a really confusing and depressing situation. This is like one of the toughest decisions in my life and it's even worse because there is no time frame. I can be in this confusion as long as possible. I really need guidance. I'm, I really want to start a family and put my energy into something worthwhile. Hmm. Okay, so the first time I heard this question, I mean, I was reading it. I read it again and again and again and I'm like, ah, this guy first mentioned all the good things about it. She's not materialistic. Can you just see she's good? She says she's very good very nice she, she doesn't mind he doesn't mind he doesn't the mind little the little financial, financial. financial so she's not the kind of girl that is you know vexing that this is too small or blah 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 you know but then he mentions all these good qualities and then goes to the one thing that he cannot stand and i feel like this is what a lot of people who are dating go through uh because it's like we're looking for the perfect person you know and, and it reminds me of the garden of eden you know jesus christ or oh god was like you know eat every good thing in this garden but leave this one thing i feel like a lot of us always ignore the good things and focus on the one thing that we may not like and that would and, and that could lead to um something else so uh for me i feel like 
focus on the good things and marriage is all about building our weaknesses it's about growing together uh, if that is the only thing that you're having a problem with right now you know how can you help her how can you support her in, in getting that weak side to become uh, strong so you have do I have you know I have notes and notes and notes <laughs> you know when I read this um, when I read the question there were so many things that um, stood out to me I made notes <laughs> Sorry, you guys just have to bear with me because I feel like I made a lot of notes. Uh -oh. I made a lot of notes because this, I love this question because there's so many things to tackle and I feel like a lot of people can learn so much from this. Now, the first thing, the first thing that I noted that I, that sort of like caught my attention, attention was he said, her attitude towards getting things done. She needs to wake up and I don't see the signs of that happening. When I saw that, the first thing that came to my mind was, how have you helped her? Like, there are a lot of, people have different strengths, different weaknesses. Um, there are people that procrastinate a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean they don't want to get things done. They may just not have the skills to get themselves together to get those things done. So you who may have those skills, how have you helped her? Mm. Um, and for me, a big key to this is communication but the problem with communication is that people think that because they have spoken a few words they have communicated but that's not what communication is about in situations like this you have to be able to effectively communicate your point of view across to her she needs to understand your point of view you also need to understand her point of view and then together both of you need to decide on the steps that you will take to get to the place that you want to get to. So telling her, oh, I need you to do this or I need you to become this is not communication mm -hmm. because they are not actionable steps. You don't even, like, sometimes she might just agree to it because she wants to keep you, but it's like you're molding her to become somebody that God did not intend for her to be. And I'll get to that, but I just wanted to throw that in there. So for me, the first thing was communication. How have you helped her? Have you been able to, like, have you guys sat down to actually thrash um, this thing out? And I mean, like, he's as in, similar to what he said. A lot of times when there is, like, issues in relationships and we've decided, okay, if I we're going to change or we're going to improve, the other party is looking for that final end result mm. and isn't necessarily... Pay, exactly. You are not paying attention to the little pro to the process. You are not paying attention or appreciating the little little progress that the person is making towards that final end goal. And the thing is that when oftentimes when progress is not appreciated, it discourages the person from doing anything. So you guys may have agreed on something, and she may not have gotten there, but she has taken one step towards that. You you disregard it or you think it's unimportant. It's sort of like, it's, it, it, after a while, it becomes discouraging. The person doesn't feel encouraged to do anything anymore because they are feeling like this person doesn't even appreciate the little that I'm doing. And to be honest, this is how OJ has helped transform me because, I mean, take for example, the little things that I do. Maybe I wash the place, you'd be like, oh, thanks so much, babe. Like, she doesn't know but it has registered in my head so you get thanks for washing plates okay i shall wash more plate then so 
you know and then if it's if it's just happening for play then what if i did this other thing what if i helped her with the laundry what if i helped her with you know taking care of our first son what if i did, 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 did. and so that is how you encourage people into doing things you know if 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 say i watched play and she didn't see anything just expected me to do that then you know even though i'll still do it because i want to but it it wouldn't be encouraging kind of thing like i, I could just do it whenever i want to kind of thing. The thing with this particular one is that it actually um, violates a very important biblical principle because the Bible asks us to guard our hearts, right? Um, and a lot of people don't realize that to guard your heart, you need to renew your mind. Mm. How do you renew your mind? By focusing on what is good, by focusing on what is true, by focusing on what is lovely. So circling back to what he said, focus on the positive, focus mm. on that good thing because you know there is a popular saying that says what you focus on becomes your reality. What you focus on grows. Exactly. So look at the glass as half full as opposed to half empty. Yes, these these things, these negative things, they irk you or whatever, but focus on the positive and then you begin. Not that the negative goes away, but I don't know how to explain it. It sort of like makes it relatively easier to then tackle those negative things. You're more objective in tackling those negative things that um and, that and, hurt you. And it's funny because he's talking about wanting to start again. Like the, most most guys that do this will then go and look for those goal-oriented girls or whatever, and then all the things that they once had that they were content with. This person will not now have so say for example the next girl that he meets will probably be you know more enthusiastic about opportunities and taking advantage of certain things but may not be content with the money that he's given her or may not be uh, all the things that he enjoyed with the first girl now becomes the weakness of the other person so now you are you are you are battling with oh but I once had this and I want this but I still and I think one, one other point that I'll put because this year on my birthday, 24th of September, I told OG, I'm like, during my quiet time with God, I was like, God, you know, you know, so was my birthday present this year. And God was like, you know better than that. Like, what do you mean? What's your birthday? Like, I've already given you all the gifts that you can ever want. The question you should be asking is, what gift do I, should I unwrap this year? You know, and in my mind, I was like, you know what? I want to unwrap the gift of influence, you know, because I feel like, you know, God has made us to be light or not light. We are the vessels that carry his light. I want people to be able to see that light through us, you know, and um, he told me, you know, what? Start, start studying influence in the Bible, you know. And so I read this story about Naaman, you know, um, who was a soldier who had leprosy, you know. And if you read that story properly, like there was this Jewish slave girl you know, who told Naaman's wife that why doesn't the, the master go to this prophet in Israel and he will heal him. And what stood out for me was that is how you're able to influence people indirectly. You know, so he didn't, she didn't go to Naaman directly. She went through his wife. She went through someone who had influence over him. You know, so in this situation right now, maybe she's not listening to you, but she can listen to someone who has influence over her. So why don't you go through that method if you feel like she's not listening to you? Some of them might be pastors. Maybe she 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 sees her pastor as an influential person. Maybe go speak to the pastor about it, and maybe if she hears it from the pastor's mouth, it will produce the change that 
you um, that you are desiring so that may be one thing that and plus god is the, is the biggest influence have you prayed about it you know pray a lot of our problems get sorted out without even us talking about it because we just go straight to the father and be like see what your daughter is doing see what your son mm-hmm. and within a few weeks or days sometimes we even forget about it and then it just gets sorted out so you know who is influencing this person maybe go indirectly to get the results that you have that you need um, the second thing that sort of like stood out to me from that question was when he said she doesn't contribute to him. So when you said, you know, she doesn't contribute to you. Um, and the first thing that came to my mind is what sort of contribution are you looking for? Mm. And then as the question progressed, I saw that you were sort of like your other option for an alternative lady was someone with personal life goals, a good job and bring something to the table. So that brings something to the table. I'm assuming that's sort of like some sort of financial contribution. Now, very similar to what he said. Um, I know like right now, the Nigerian economy as it is, most times um, rather increasingly, both husband and wife have to contribute financially to the family long gone at the day unless like one is extremely financially comfortable as in financially comfortable long gone are the days where you know the woman can sit at home and then and all of that but however however i believe that god has a different plan for everybody the truth of the matter is that not everybody is meant to be that high-flying lady that is going to a nine-to-five job and all of that right there are some people that still to still today god has called to be at the home front to raise the kids to take care of the home and all of that women we as wives we god has called us to help our husbands differently um so the question that I'm asking you is that, are you trying to make her into somebody that God did not intend for her to be? Is it that whatever vision she has for her life or whatever vision she be, she believes God has given her for her life or whatever, you don't buy into it because you are looking for somebody else? Is it possible that she doesn't know the vision yet? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's very, it, it's very possible. And which was what we talked about in the first place. Like, how can you help her? sort of thing so if it's that she doesn't know then help her discover but if it's a case that she because it no, seems think- like it's as in from the the reason why i'm asking this question in this way is that a lot of people it's like number six and number nine right i'm seeing number six but you want it to be number nine so you're not going to see any other number unless it is the number that you want to see so at the end of the day is like saying if God has called me to be a stay-at-home woman, somebody that is looking for somebody that is going to the office is not going to, as in, is going to think that I'm just lazy and I just want to sit at home. Does God call people to stay at home? I believe. Why not? I don't know. The reason, the reason why I say that is because a lot of people don't. I think I, a lot of people don't appreciate, as in, they don't see what women that stay at home do as work that is why so that's fair it's not it's but I, think, I also think there are different seasons for especially the, the the women there are different seasons for what you are doing so there's a season where you're at home uh because remember the message i told you about that i heard of how um adam and eve eve only got her name when man had fallen but god named adam and eve adam so whatever instruction that he gave adam was both to male and female were here to 
replenish, be fruitful, multiply, and do all those things, male and female. Mm-hmm. But it was only when Adam fell that he then named Eve Eve, and then the whole narrative of women staying home uh, became a thing. As it, and it, it, it still goes back to my it still goes back to my original point that a lot of people don't value the staying at home because at the end of the day, if you're paying somebody to take care of your children. The only difference is that you are not paying your wife to take care of your children. So that woman that you are paying to take care of your children, to uh, people, she's working. But to your wife that is staying at home, she's not working. I don't disagree. You're paying somebody to cook for you and to that person, to other people, that person is working. But your wife that is at home is not working. A lot of people don't realize that. God calls women to help their husbands in different ways, right? If, for example, your husband's um as in the work that god has given your husband to do out there is so stressful and it's so tasking he may need you to be the woman that creates that atmosphere of home that your husband comes home to there's just this relaxing everything is in place the children are do you understand what i mean absolutely absolutely. so as in yes maybe when the children are out of the house in 20 years god calls you to do something else in that season brother is asking for right now Mm. if that's as in sometimes god may give you a picture of 20 years from now but that's not always the case Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day my question to you is are you trying to make her to be somebody who god hasn't called her to be because even if she's staying at home doing all these things in 20 years time who God calls her to be may not still be the picture that you want so you need to ask yourself that these things that you want what is the foundation of that desire right where where is that desire coming from and it's a question honestly speaking um i wouldn't necessarily you like you need to ask yourself where the desire is um coming from if it's sort of like an earthly fleshly fleshy desire or if it is a desire that god has placed in your heart and if it's a desire that god has placed in your heart like and i keep telling people that take for example us for example before I got married, to, before we got married, God told me that my husband would be in ministry. He didn't necessarily tell me to what capacity, but he told me that he would be involved in ministry sort of thing. So going forward, that was sort of like a filter that I used to look at the guys that were approaching me um, sort of thing. So if it's a desire that God has given you, then it's a question you need to sit down with God and ask that, is this girl the right person for me? Or am I trying to make her into somebody that? um she's not and and this is where hearing from god is absolutely absolutely critical because this is who she is now you don't know who she's going to be in the next five years only god knows exactly we look at life through a keyhole god sees the whole house you know so for example when we got married i had 50 dollars to my name you know who knew that i would be who i am today she but she took that leap of faith based on what god had told her exactly so um, don't look at the now, leverage on what God is telling you. And this is why we always say hearing from God is very, very critical. And, and a lot of people always wait till critical situations like Before this they, to start yeah. wanting to hear from God. And it's, you're probably going to hear yourself, you know, so start trying to hear from God from now, cultivating that relationship with him so that when it is time for this kind of big decisions, you know exactly what to hear. So second question real quick. Uh, second question. Okay. 
my fiance and I are having serious issues with finances even though I have never at any point in time pretended to be bigger than what I earn now she keeps fighting me about money issues and not taking care of her enough when we started planning for marriage I told her we have to plan financially she says she doesn't have to be in that plan she can only support if she wants to I think I agree with that and I told her I need to save heavily hence reduce the monthly stipend or support I give her. She's been acting up ever since and talking about the fact that I may not be able to take care of her in marriage. Please advise me, what should I do? I think this is where this whole Nigerian situation comes in because I, I don't see that happening here where a guy's giving you allowance every month. Like, I, I like the, both questions. Is this a thing in Nigeria now where the guy is giving pocket money? Of course, now that, that is not today. Wow. Um, pay for your hair, pay for your nails. So I, I, I don't understand when she said, I don't see myself in that plan. Like, I don't understand that part. Like, do you think this guy should run away? Like, because <laughs> this, this is Again, not... I've got notes. Oh, we don't have time for notes. That was so rude. Sorry. But time has gone. My this guy is going to wake up very soon. You've spent the first time in this thing talking, 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 talking. I never heard you talk this much in my life. My goodness. Because you had notes. You should have notes next week. Go on. Mm. Okay, no, you say what you want to say, then I just wrap up with everything that I need to say. <sighs> no. Um Okay, so for me, I feel like every successful relationship needs reciprocity. And we're supposed to talk about this in the last video. Um, you cannot be in a relationship where all you're doing is give, 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 and no one's taking. Like it's give and take, you know. And you, um, if if a guy ends up always giving without receiving back, then there's going to be problems because it's, it's going to feel like you're abusing that relationship. And I wanted to really point out how this is similar to our relationship with God. You know, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, to give his life. The natural response to accepting Jesus' life is to give our lives back. You know, um, and when we don't reciprocate that gesture that God gave to us, there is a problem in our relationship. You know, so like I said, relationships are all about give and take. If Jesus Christ has given us uh, his life, we need to be able to sacrifice our desires um, and our lives for him. So a lot of people say, I was born this way. Yes, we may have been born that way, but the natural response to Jesus Christ dying for you is to sacrifice how you were born to live according to his standards. So in this situation now where she, you know, you're the one always giving, she's not giving back, or she doesn't even see herself, you know, wanting to give back. Like she doesn't even see how she should be giving back. She doesn't see herself in that equation. It is going to be a problem. So I want you to think not just about now, because he said it, he, he kind of agrees with what she said. You might agree now, but are you going to agree in the next 10 years, 20 years when you have kids and you have more expenses? You know, is that agreement still going to be good for you? So don't just think about now, think about the next um, 10 to 20 years to see if that agreement will still be good for you and make that decision based on that. You know, um, for me, again, I feel like communication is a very big thing. Um, it's a very big thing here. Because you mentioned something that you believe that you've always sort of like been playing about what you were earning, um, that you didn't portray yourself as someone earning more than you do. So my question to you is that, 
that that's all well and good but does she know exactly how much it is you are earning in your mind you may mm. feel like you are not pretending or you are being yourself but to her she may have a different idea of what you're earning so Absolutely. does she actually know what you're earning um and another thing is that have you communicated your financial vision to her and has she bought into it because at the end of the day god calls us wives to be suitable helpers someone that does not buy into your vision cannot help you mm. so if you want to save um so that you can invest and you can build all these things but she's the sort of person that just wants to eat so she wants the money for your house your 10 houses <laughs> in future she wants to eat everything now she wants to wear everything on her body she cannot help you get to where god is calling you um to get to so the first thing as in so communication is really key and like we said when answering the the first question that just because you have spoken doesn't mean that you have communicated you need to be able to clearly communicate your vision to her she needs to be able to understand it and then you then need to re you, ne you then need to decide if she buys into it and if she's willing to help you get there and actually i would say that you need to prayerfully communicate the way the reason why i emphasize prayerfully is because a lot of people lie so she might pre like she might be pretend to be on board just because she wants to get married but you no know, in when the holy spirit is, is involved you cannot lie and i keep telling i think i've mentioned in a few of these videos that back in the day when some guys were toasting me that sometimes they just say certain things that i'm sure even they themselves were wondering now why am i saying this right now and i'm like bro it's because the holy spirit is working that you cannot lie to me you cannot lie you cannot lie to the holy spirit in me sort of thing so as in and that's where discernment comes in as well so communication 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 and i think um one thing that i'm going to emphasize is pre-marriage counseling very very important and not just anyhow pre-marriage counseling you need to get quality one that is not just going to talk at you but you guys are actually going to explore issues explore your position on certain issues finances sex family children that sort of thing so you know if you're actually if there's actually you actually have a unified vision that you are walking towards because the bible says can two walk together unless they agree we actually run a pre-marriage course um the link will be down below if you're interested sign up and let's do this we'll put some resources for communication as well to help you guys and to get that dialogue going to show you guys to teach you how to communicate Effectively. effectively but like these serious issues um and things like that all right so we've come to the end of this one um what do you guys think would love to hear your comments uh please subscribe and like um we're also available on podcast so if you don't want to waste data watching the video and just want to listen to the audio the link will be right there below um oj is going to give us some tips on communication also the pre-marriage um resource will be in the description as well what questions would you like us to answer going forward would love to hear from you uh see you guys next week